I read from Isaiah 6, the first eight verses. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their face. With two they covered their feet. And with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my lips with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed, and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Guardians of the Galaxy is a popular movie series. The first one came out in 2014. The second volume, about a year later. The third volume is scheduled to be released in 2020. In these movies, a team of semi-impressive superpowers come together to be guardians of the galaxy. In volume two, the guardians travel throughout the cosmos as they help team leader Quill learn more about his mysterious parentage. This movie grossed $863 million, making it the sixth highest grossing movie of all time while this, at the same time outdoing the first one, which was a measly $773 million. What's the true guardian? Let's think about the real guardian of the galaxy. This protector is the ruler of everything, including universes that have yet to be discovered. This guardian is more powerful and wise than we can imagine. Based on today's text, this protector is more holy and wise than we can begin to understand. 
In addition, this guardian is in three forms, each being unique, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and yet each possesses the powers of the other. What this really means is that this guardian transcends everything we know and everything we think we know about guardians. This is the God and three persons that stunned Isaiah in the text. The prophet writes, and I reread, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. Of course, the Bible makes it clear that God is the guardian of the galaxy. Not only is God the guardian, but God created everything that is now guarded. Let's look at some characteristics of this guardian. Now, we'd be here all day, which I know you don't want to do, if we tried to list all the characteristics of God. So let's just talk with three. The guardian is good. God is not only good in essential nature, but is also the source of goodness as well. Psalm 34, 8 says, O taste and see the Lord is good. Psalm 107, 1 we read, O God, thanks to the Lord, for he is good. When the rich young ruler addressed Jesus as good teacher, Jesus reminded him, there is only one who is good. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. God is so good that by understanding the goodness of God, we should despise the bad stuff we do. This is the Apostle Paul's point in Romans 2.4 when he says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Why is the goodness of God an important attribute? You wouldn't want God to be an evil tyrant, would you? Yet there are so many who believe that God is exactly that. It is tempting to blame God for the bad stuff that happens, and many do. An evil God is by definition and reason an inferior God to a superior God who is all goodness. The second attribute is that the guardian is just. God can hardly be unfair, even though we may be inclined sometime to think that God is unfair. But an unfair God lacks perfection. A perfect God is one who is just and fair. And so God is. God is not only justice, but God is the judge. 
Listen to Abraham pleading with God to save the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. Far be it from you to do such a thing, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be it from you, shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? God is also called a judge in Judges 11:27. Let the Lord who is judge decide today for the Israelites over the Ammonites. And in James 5:9 the same thing. Do not grumble against one another so that you may not be judged. See the judges standing at the doors. We like someone who is fair and just. It is a quality that we appreciate in those who are our superiors in life, whether an employer, a parent, a magistrate, or someone possessing great wealth. To be unfair is arbitrary, unkind, unreasonable, and mean-spirited. No one would like such a God, much less worship such a God. Granted, God's justice is often delayed and the wicked seem to prosper. One thing we can say, the Bible teaches that in the end, evildoers and the wicked will face justice. They will meet their maker, who is justice. The third attribute, the guardian, is love. This God of the universe does not want anyone to face wrath and justice. We read in 2 Peter 3, 9, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Thus, although God is just and God's justice demands that evildoers receive their just reward, God offers everyone, including evildoers, a path to redemption. God provides this cross-shaped loophole because God's essential nature is pure, white-hot, all-encompassing, binding love. God is love. God loves the world. God loves the natural world. God loves the mountains and the lakes, the meadows and its flowers, the deer and the rabbits. God loves saints and sinners alike. God loves children. God loves us when we're good and when we're bad, when we're happy and when we're sad. In fact, there's no power in the galaxy that can separate from the love of God. You have to love this guardian. What's not to like and love about this super God who loves us, is fair with us, and who is essentially good. We stand in awe and amazement like Isaiah in the moment when God's incredible power and very being are revealed to us. 
we might say with Isaiah in verse 5, Woe is me, I'm lost, for I am a person of unclean lips, yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. The most incredible part is yet to come. This same God sends us out to speak to the world. In verse 8 we read, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? I want us to answer this question this morning by singing the hymn of commitment. Here I am, Lord. 